0: Hello and welcome to Superpowers with Tasha. The podcast that celebrates differences and the extraordinary power that lies within each of us. In a world that often focuses on limitations, this show shines a light on the unique and incredible abilities that each of us bring to the table. Turning what society may perceive as limitations into sources of strength. We hope to inspire you to embrace your own superpower whatever that may be, and to recognise the amazing potential you have. I have the best first guest with me today, She's a positive person. She's amazing for what she does for the blind community. She's absolutely funny as well. She does TikTok content creating. And she's also the first blind presenter on BBC Radio, which is incredible. So I'm very, very excited to introduce to you Lucy Edwards.
1: Oh, Tash, thank you so much. That was such a cute intro. <laughs> I love it. No, thank
0: <laughs> you. so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Like, I honestly cannot wait to have this chat with you because I've been, you know, watching your TikToks. I've watched some of your YouTube videos and you just seem incredible oh like, thank you honey just the way you are like you just give, have such an amazing presence and i just love that oh
1: i love it honestly like this pod i'm like legend like you're getting into the swing a bit i'm just i absolutely adore what you do too honey so yeah thank thanks so much again for having me <laughs> no,
0: thank you so tell me a little bit more about you so mm-hmm. where you're from yeah. yeah tell me a little bit
1: more okay right so i'm lucy lucy edwards i am a five foot one ginger lady and for anyone blind listening to this podcast audio description of my outfit i've got a zara um like light gray Mm. like kind of kind of flowy jumper on then i've got like a little tank top that's black underneath just black leggings and then some like really suedey quite under the knee boots so yeah that's me i have guy dogby smolly under my feet she's my golden labrador with gorgeous eyeliner just come ready made (laughs) Oh my gosh, if everyone had eyeliner ready made, I'd just be yeah, jealous. But so, yeah, we're all <laughs> jealous of Miss Molly. Um I am a content creator, I'm also a presenter, freelance presenter, and um yeah, I as you said, like in your intro, like I do TikToks and all that good that yeah. jazz, yeah. Amazing.
0: I just <laughs> wanna say Molly is so cute, by the way. I am like when the Molly watching I was like, Oh my God, we've got a dog today. I just feel like dogs just lift everyone's mood off. I just love it. Totally agree. (laughs) So all those dog videos go viral, babe.
1: It's like, oh, so cute.
0: (laughs) So tell me a little bit more about, you know, what
1: was it like for you growing up? Mm -hmm. As a blind person. I think for me, I was completely like sighted until 11. So I lost my right eye then. Like basically just turning into my teenage years and then I lost my left eye the sight in it when I was 17 so Mm. I have a really really rare genetic condition called incontinenti pigmenti. it runs down the female line of my genetics but my mom or my late grandma they're not actually blind from the disease it's just so happened that it's kind of an abnormality in me Mm. um and then I kind of (laughs) <laughs> of like tried to adapt my life as a blind woman from the age of 17. So this coming month is going to be like my 10 year anniversary of being completely blind, which I've never thought I'd say. Yeah. Um. And I don't know, like there's been highs, there's been lows, there's been everything in between. And yeah. I haven't always been this bright and bubbly. Like I always like to just say that to anyone struggling with sight loss right now, that you're not alone. And, um yeah, it hasn't always been like this. But I think, yeah, yeah, as you would say, maybe, like, strength and determination has got us both through, I guess. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I
0: agree. You know, it's the lows that, you yeah, know, I always believe that you're given obstacles for a reason, is to overcome them. And yeah. I think you go through those lows to get stronger each time you come out the other side yeah. so much braver as well. And I think, you know, especially... I was born deaf, so I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I didn't get, you know, become deaf like halfway through my teenage years. So I can't imagine how hard that was for you at the time because, you know, was it kind of like a slow process? Did it just happen one morning or was it just kind of, you know, happened a bit later on or,
1: yeah, you know, no. what were the
0: symptoms kind of?
1: Yeah, it you know? it, it was a lot. <laughs> it was yeah. a lot. Um Honestly, I really relate to kind of what you say. Like, Mm. as you're deaf from birth, like a lot of people who I'm friends with, they're blind from birth. So it is definitely like Mm. a a transition, kind of having sight and lost it. I think... The mental health side of things, like obviously disability is hard, but personally for me, obviously I can't speak for any other blind person. I have definitely had a lot of struggles with my mental health. I actually had a breakdown when I completely lost my sight when I was 17. The doctors and consultants never really knew because my condition was so rare. They never knew whether I would become blind so there was always that question mark and I think you know I'd always go from age 11 because I'd only have had one kind of quote-unquote working eye left yeah they would always monitor it and I'd be back and forth from London I'm originally from Birmingham it's my stomping ground around here (laughs) (laughs) more Eye hospital big up I was probably in there more than school at some points so yeah like my whole childhood teenage years was that and then um sort of around the end of my GCSEs so I was about 16 years old for anyone who isn't educated in the UK I actually saw like loads of things in my vision and I call them floaters and it's how I kind of get people to understand it is you know when you have a camera flash at you and then you have that little thing that doesn't go away and you really want to bass it away out of your Uh, vision yeah you're like oh it's so annoying I have literally thousands of them and they're all black in my vision and because they were so normal and then they would go away and then they come back and when I was 16 I had a lot more of them and then it kind of cut a long story short really I had several operations and the last one it kind of like made me not see but you had to like I don't know, squeamish warning. He had to like cut away a little bit of the back of my eye, like the retina, the wallpaper of our eye. It's almost like my wallpaper paste was like really, really like not working. It was like all wet and it wouldn't dry. And he was trying to stick it to a wet surface. And then like, obviously, if you don't have your wallpaper, you can't like reflect all of the images Mm, of life (laughs) so that's me my wallpaper's a bit crummy tashed to be honest yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah.
0: so obviously like so you growing up you found it quite hard mentally so I think I think also when you're growing up you're still trying to figure out who you are and it's like teenage years of like trying to accept yourself and you know I used to compare myself in such a negative way to you know other people and were you, did you go to a public school? Or? I did,
1: but I had, like, a visually impairment unit on the side. Yeah. And I, I always used to compare myself. Hmm. I think... I- There's one point when I was, like, 12, 13, I would be having, like, mobility lessons with my long cane instructor, Terry, if you're listening, big up. Um, (laughs) She was amazing. But I was like, Terry, I just really don't want to use my cane. And she'd be like, loose, use it because you'll be more independent. And I hated that thing. Like, it was the thing that was making me different. Mm. And now I look back and I'm like, I love being different. And I love my fluffy dog. But even when I first got my first guide dog, Olga, Miss Molly's sitting at my feet, but Olgie, bless her. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to apply for a guide dog when I went blind. And I eventually got older at 18. But you have to have your cane skills. You have to know three routes. You have mm-hmm. to do it. And But back then, you just, you just feel so alone, so lost, so confused. You're having all this rehabilitation I didn't even know you know, how to cook a meal anymore when I when I went completely blind. Because, you know, I was adapting for, like, one-eyed Lucy. Like, she was visually impaired. She didn't have much depth perception. But then, you know, suddenly, bam, 17, like, you lose the other eye. And then you think, oh, what now? Like, what does my life become? Like, are all the dreams that I had completely gone out the window? And I think as a person who didn't see themselves on TV represented, like you just think, oh, I'm just going to shrivel up into a ball and stay in bed because like no one wants me or I'm not worth anything. And you think all of these things like you're a burden to society. like All of these things were running through my head. And I think that's what made me feel really low. It wasn't, I think, I always say to people, I absolutely adore being blind now, mm-hmm. but I think it's the stigma and the unknown of going blind, and people are like, "Oh my God, you're blind!" Yeah, you know, it's like the doom, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so scared," but now I'm in it. I'm like, "Cool."
0: Yeah, <laughs> like now you just embrace it and yeah. own it. Yeah, yeah. like so. love like that, and I think, like you were saying, growing up and you do naturally just kind of. Feel like a burden in a way, and I completely can relate to that feeling in so many different ways. And obviously, our experiences were so different, but I feel like we can align on some experiences we have that are quite similar. And I think. You know, now I love being deaf. Like, I honestly love it. Like mid dark I can just take it out and be like, <laughs> I can't hear you anymore.
1: Like, <laughs> Literally we've gotta use it. We've gotta use it, girl. I'm like that. Sorry what? I can't see you, I'm blind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. There's so many times it sounds really bad, but sorry if my like high school teachers may be watching this. But when I when I did not want to go to school, I used to say my cochlear implant broke when it actually didn't, <laughs> just to miss a day at school. Oh, my God, (laughs) Tash. It's so bad, I know, but I've done it so many times. Oh, my God,
1: I love it. This is the thing. (laughs) Like, I, I... I think it's it's hard, isn't it? Like Mm. a lot of our lives, like are more difficult if we don't plan, if we don't kind of think of things in advance. And you're like, oh. So when we do feel like particularly tired, like it is nice to have like that kind of superpower Mm. (laughs) perception of like being able to be like, right, I'm gonna whack out my disabled badge and I'm going straight to the front. (laughs) You know, like rides like the theme parks like i'm allowed to go to the front i'm like come on guys let's ride this ride like 60 times and bomb you know like those (laughs) little perks like you know we've got to have them (laughs) oh i love that
0: so recently you went to kenya right yes how tell me a bit more about kenya i want to hear about it
1: okay right one you need to go babe like it's the best like Africa is like no other place I've ever been. I was out there presenting a documentary for the BBC yeah um and it was a travel show documentary and basically it was um I pitched about being in the safari completely blind because there was one point where a good five years ago I used to say to my other half who is now nearly my husband, woo oh um, and I used to say to him like, if I go on holiday, isn't it like me just sitting in the back garden because I can't see? And he'd be like, no, Lou, like don't be silly. There's like food, culture. And I didn't believe him because I was just like, oh, I can't bother to spend money. Anyway, flash forward, like now I'm presenting a doc for the BBC, which is like crazy. And I was standing in Kenya and there was just all of these smells and these sounds. And I remember walking into the kenyan museum where there was like loads of taxidermy animals and i was able mm. to feel all of the animals that i would actually like hear then on the safari yeah. and it was then the doc basically followed me exploring the masai mara the river crossings wow. like thousands and thousands of wildebeest like cross from the tanzania every year around the july period and the who like uh, I should know. I think they have hoops. Um, (laughs) The little feces were very, very like stumpy, stompy. And it was incredible being in the Jeep next to them. So cool.
0: That sounds amazing. <laughs> like, I definitely need to go to Africa. I'm going soon, but. Are you? Yeah. Going? Cape Town. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is going to be incredible. right, but. I'm For
1: still... holiday or
0: work? Work, yeah. I wish it was a holiday, but. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, 12 hour shoot days, Babe. <laughs> Get going. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So when does this documentary come out? So it came out in November on the BBC iPlayer. let um, nice watch it. Yeah. You, oh, my God. It's so cool. Like, it was just the best experience. And it's a two-parter, so. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing.
0: Awesome. <laughs> I love that. So I feel like, so like now you're kind of doing things for the blind community. You kind of really you know, pushing yourself and, you know, your TikTok as well. I love the fact that you're just yourself and authentically yourself. Thank and you. you're also funny as well. So I was watching your TikToks. So I was like, <laughs> like, I just love that. And you kind of Aww. talk about misconceptions quite a bit as yeah. well and a stereotype. So there's quite a few stereotypes around blindness. And yeah. how does that make yeah. you feel like you want to have those kind of stereotypes?
1: I think for me, I don't know if you relate to this, Tash. Like, I honestly, there was a point where, I wouldn't really want to answer questions because I'd be too like oh my gosh like why can't people just think I'm normal mm. um but now I feel like I'm in a place to talk about those misconceptions online and I absolutely adore it and what I always say is you know people know nothing about disability yeah. until they're disabled themselves like that was certainly my experience of life so yeah. um I take people at face value and for me a misconception is just a bridge that we're gonna like try and cross together yeah and eventually i believe then people will see see the ability and disability really yeah um so i love that i love what i do i've been doing it honestly like i've been doing youtube all the way through like i was training to be a journalist at the bbc as well so i've been doing it for a good like oh my god since 20 20- Fourteen. Wow. So nearly ten years. But TikTok really took off for me during the pandemic and yeah, I was just writing like of little headlines on my on my phone. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, how does Blind God do X? And I was like, Everyone's at home. They're probably wondering how hmm. like Everyone's kind of living in this space of time. Yeah, like, everything stopped, didn't it? So, um yeah, I just I absolutely love it. I love being silly. I love sharing that. Like, you know, you got you've got to have a sense of humour. Like, yeah. if I don't pick something up because I can't see it, like, I'd rather laugh about it than cry. And that's my motto, really. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, definitely. <laughs> and I think you know it's really empowering as well to kind of do that. And I think you know misconceptions, exactly. Like you're saying the deaf community, you get. Like I've had so many people think we can't drive or, you know, people have to shower us when they speak to us, like things like that. It's like,
1: wow.
0: you know, it's all about educating, isn't it? It's all about, you know, the more you educate, the better the world's going to be. And it's a shame. Sometimes we do have those small minded people that just won't open their minds. And, you know, trolls is what I'm talking about. And, yeah. you know, I experienced trolls quite a lot and ableism and stuff. So I think, yeah. you know, it's kind of, crazy world isn't it when we're trying to do good and you have those people that try and bring you down but you know there's days where I'm literally like I will have a big fat cry and I'm like actually why am I crying over you know some troll troll?" and it's it's crazy like how Mm. people's impact of words can have on you know people.
1: I honestly think ableism is so rife in Mm. our community and if people see your comments, if people see my comments, like, if we looked at them every day, like, we probably wouldn't get out of bed. (laughs) Because it's like, you know, people don't necessarily understand our reality and how able we can be. Just, you know, like, I think people are scared as well. Like, people go, oh my gosh, if I shut my eyes, it's really scary. And I just say, well, I've been practically shutting my eyes for 10 years so I have adapted to my environment I know what's around me you know my ears don't work better than everyone else's I have just had lessons from my mobility instructor on how to you know really like hone in on the sounds around me to navigate my environment and you know I can just use them better than you (laughs) so in one way like I don't know we have a lot more we're adaptable we're Mm -hmm. resilient like you know, having a disabled person on your team or, like, hearing their perspective, like, is just an asset rather than anything else. And I think people need to stop seeing, like, all the negatives. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: people really like to... I always feel segregated sometimes, you know. I feel like, you know, our community is quite segregated because we're not seen as, like, normal. Like, we're kind of seen as, you know, the group that's just in a corner and, like, we're seen as very different when, really, we're all equal. Like, we've all got bones underneath. So it's like... Why does one little thing different about us make us so different in such a negative way? So I think I think the world is changing now, I'd like to say, I think, especially in the TV world and mm-hmm. you know the industry that we're kind of in like content creation and stuff. I feel like it's the platforms are now starting to open up a bit more and more diversity representation is happening. Mm-hmm. And I think, you're probably saying Like I hope it's, it goes in that way, you know, especially on TV. Like, I want to see more representation on TV. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're not there yet, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some terms of like, programmes and stuff. And I think we're getting there, but, you know, it's like the baby steps, isn't it? Yeah. And
1: defo. And I, yeah. you know what? I echo that totally. I am feeling a wave, like, in my own personal work, you're probably feeling this too, Tash, that, like, we're not just seeing disability representation on, like, quote-unquote like typically Hmm. disabled like shows or like you know just exploring a disabled topic like we're seeing more disabled people that come out of their shell speak about their experience on social media and then that's that is bridging the gap and yeah yeah I absolutely love that I think we're going to go from strength to strength and um I mean also you know just with all of the advocacy work I'm doing like about universal design on packaging it's not just the disabled community that can you know, completely benefit from, you know, all the work we're doing. It's like, it's universal design, isn't it? So, you know, and also I feel like disability, like, you know, we're 15% of the world's population, but anyone at any point in their life can become disabled. It's like the only minority group that Mm -hmm. maybe someone, everyone may be a part of one day. So, yeah. yeah, That's so true. That really
0: is true. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just being... You're incredible, Lucy. Like, even talking to you now, you're just so positive and Thank You hun. And I feel like we need more people like you in this world, like we do, because you just radiate it, and Thank I really you. respect that about you. I was scrolling on TikTok, and I saw an ad from Pantone, and you were on it. So tell me a little bit more about this campaign. Yeah! I
1: basically um second year in a row doing their new advert on telling and on tiktok it's so cool for the miracles color gloss range which i do dye my hair red um you see it by the way your thank color thank you so much I say it. It <laughs> thank you babe honestly like i have low lights of like I'm mousy brown with these like red undertones so I think when it grows out like you can't really tell like where my roots start anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's what people say (laughs) I haven't seen it for 10 years so um but no I love it I love Pantene I love what they're doing like I always shout about the packaging so my friend at Procter & Gamble Sam she's also blind the disability lead oh my gosh she has revolutionized packaging with me and the Pantene team because there's these Navalens codes. And basically, they're these like little barcodes, which they don't look like traditional barcodes. But the reason that traditional barcodes don't work is because I'm always like, swizzling that product and I can't I just don't know where the normal barcode is my phone doesn't pick it whereas Navelin's codes your phone only has to like see like a corner of them because they're all like little geometric shapes and yeah yeah. basically you can translate into different languages you just scan this code and with this free app and then it like reads it all out to you like all the wow. product information honestly I stood in front like on the trial day doing Navelin's with Pantem uh, I was standing in like this office and there was like loads of Pantem with Navelin's codes on and I, ju- I was just like i burst into tears because i was like oh my gosh like i haven't been able to shop independently for like nine wow. years so yeah it's a massive moment for me to have another year at this and just yeah. love the panten team i love katie i love clara my other panten girls and yeah watch this space because more's coming soon
0: yeah <laughs> i love that that's incredible Thanks, like, babe. they got the panten for doing that because that's great that you know, make it more inclusive. Yeah. And I can imagine how emotional that was for you because that made it feel you would have been like, you know, wow, like, this is what you've been waiting for and an amazing book coming up. I do.
1: Yeah, so 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 tell me more. Like, I want to hear more about this. I think it's amazing. Thank you, Hearn. Oh, my gosh. So the past, oh, my gosh, I don't know how many months of my life I've been writing this book, and it's called Blind Not Broken. Mm -hmm. It's out in February. Well, like, the link is going to be out in February. And, yeah, a few months later, we're going to have our big reveal launch. Um, So, really, I talk about everything about my sight loss journey so like from when I was a little girl all of my memories of me being a sighted girl all the way through to like how I lost my sight and I wanted to like give people tips and tricks of Mm -hmm. what I've learned along the way like I do with my videos and like my Instagram posts like basically an extension of my Insta like just I want this book to be a massive resource for anyone who is going through loss and grief and feeling unhappy at the moment. I want it to be like their little like bedside companion to know that people aren't alone. And Mm -hmm. um, I would have loved that. I always go back to my why when I'm doing work and, I think, you know, my why is the reason that I do what I do is for all of those little Lucy's out there that didn't have a role model because I didn't. Mm. Um, so I, I want to be that. I want to be someone that people can, you know, take comfort from, my story. So I really did open up, you know, a lot of this book process has been me talking about my traumas, mm. my my low moments, like the moment where I had a mental breakdown, the moment, you know, where I got Miss Molly and how I feel about that. So yeah, it, it's it's a lot more more about me in a lot of words <laughs> yeah. yeah so I'm getting a bit
0: emotional I'm literally yeah. like getting teary over oh, here you. and I just think wow <laughs> I just think you know like you said about little Lucy's it's like you just want to be that role model to the younger generation because you know yeah. it's it's all about them having that someone to look up to and be like one day I can be like her and do what she's doing and Definitely. the things that you're achieving is just yeah thank you like you should be so proud of yourself oh my god
1: same with you like I just think you know when people see strong independent women with disabilities they often leave out the independent as Mm -hmm. you know as a as a kind of describer for us and I think we're just so strong we're so independent and look at us like we're business women we're we're flying and we want to show people that You know, we have wings, not that we're, like, just sitting in bed with a tub of ice cream, like, waiting for someone (laughs) to wait on us. Like, help me. I can't see. Can you read my phone? No, my phone can speak, guys. You know? Yeah. I can answer my emails (laughs) to all those producers. Come knocking on my jaw, I love that. Like,
0: it's so true. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I like what you said earlier, you know, the ability and disability. I really like that because it's true because you know, we have more abilities because we learn to adapt, you know, we learn to change our ways to live, you know, we learn to, like, we learn so much more and that makes us so much more skilled as well Mm. as human beings and I think... Like, I can lip read from miles away. Yeah. So if someone's having a little gossip about me, I know what you're saying, <laughs> even though yes. you're, like, two miles away. <laughs>
1: exactly. You know, Taff, sort of thing. People underestimate us, and I think it's time to just... Your podcast is definitely, like, out there as the shining light to say, like, no, don't underestimate me. Yeah. Like, this is my work. This is what I do. And, you know, educate yourself. Because I think it's not bad that people aren't necessarily educated and have those misconceptions but once you know mm-hmm. that we are amazing and once you know that we are able you then are an ally and you know if you do see ableism out there like call it out because yeah it's yeah it's, it's like a, any yeah. minority group isn't it we need help we need allies
0: yeah and <laughs> i think like you said not many people educate and i think that just stems from being in school yeah like even when i was in school i was the only deaf person in my whole school mm-hmm. and we didn't really learn much about accepting, you know, I will call it superpower to say it's like my superpower, but, Lovely. you know, like the superpower community. And I think we're not really taught that they're not any different from us. I think that's why kids are more vulnerable to getting bullied and stuff because, yeah. you know, they don't understand, you know, oh, why they're different and stuff. And I feel like if that was actually taught from such a younger age that everyone's the same and yeah if someone's got a cochlear implant or someone's blind that makes them no different it just makes them you know something a little bit different unique about them like love that Mm -hmm. and embrace it and I think if that was kind of more thing from school I reckon it would be such a different kind of world yeah because they're not really taught that I don't know if it's the same for you but oh my
1: god no I mean I I had a visual impairment unit on the side of my school yeah it was a little bit different but yeah I agree like my whole mentality i don't know about you was like oh if i just hide my disability for as long as possible Mm -hmm. like no one is gonna know that (laughs) that is a part of me you know um i look back and i think oh that's so sad that's so sad that you know one part of you is completely erased just because you're Mm -hmm. you you hate it because you think that people are gonna judge you for it and i think um yeah ultimately it's about educating school kids and uh, I don't know, like, the curriculum needs to change, doesn't it? Like, I think yeah. I think teachers need to kind of put that into action. I know that my videos are played a lot in schools, so maybe possibly that could be, like, yeah. yeah.
0: That's very true, and I think, yeah, like, things like that, I think that's when people start to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when people would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And you know, now you understand a little bit more. Like, in school, I used to wear my hair down all the time. I'd never speak about it. Like you said, I'd always hide it. Mm-hmm. And now I look back, I'm like tasha what were you actually doing yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and True. that's that's what i wish i said to my younger self was don't hide from it yeah like show it off yeah like it makes you you yeah. and it makes you i think it's cool that's why i say it's like my superpower because i can literally take out when i want mm-hmm. like it's so peaceful without it i really yeah. enjoy being deaf and i'm proud to be deaf mm-hmm. and you know you can say the same as well and i think totally i believe like we were given this gift for a reason to be doing what we're doing now, like using our platforms and mm-hmm. using it for the greater good. Yeah.
1: and We have yeah. a louder voice, don't we? Yeah. Definitely. Um, because we have personal experience, like we can lean on like mm-hmm. everything that we've done and I don't know, like cool glasses and cool earrings to show off our, amazing selves is like never goes amiss does it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember like for i walked the brits red carpet um last year which was so cool and uh, my stylist she was like oh, next time you go on the brits red carpet you have to get your cane wrapped in the same material as your dress oh I was like, my god yes i need to so for the pride of britain i did and she wrapped it and i had feathers all at my cane and i was like, yeah, bless my managers they were like my dress was so long and I was like (laughs) dripping over it I was like oh my god my cane was keeping me up but you know you can be glamorous and cool I love that yeah that's
0: awesome (laughs) the fact that you're like yeah like with your cane and the fact that matched your dress that is
1: I never thought of doing that. Defo. Honestly, also, I'm massively into like manifesting. i like mm. my fiance goes, Oh, you what you're manifesting. I'm like, it's working, Ollie. It's working. <laughs> I've got to just put it out to the universe. So I always go, Oh my gosh, I'd love Miss Molly to like be the next thing is like having accessories for Miss Molly, putting on a harness and like, I don't know, Gucci. <laughs> I'm coming at you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Ooh. Having a wrapped guide dog harness or, like, I don't know, like a cochlear implant with Gucci. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just the world's our
0: oyster. That is so true. I actually... Who would I speak to about this? I spoke about that before to one of my friends. I was like, it'd be really cool if, like, a brand or someone just kind of started designing, like, cochlear implant covers or, like, so cool. for your cane or something. I yeah. just think that's what we need more of, mm-hmm. like, inclusivity. Yeah. Like, there isn't enough, like inclusivity in terms of like our communities mm-hmm. so I feel like that would just be
1: like groundbreaking 110 percent and also like I think people just assume that we don't necessarily want it like in your in someone's like typical stereotype of a blind person or a disabled person or a deaf person they're like mm. oh maybe they would look frumpy and we're like uh, no we also do walk into high street shops guys um, yeah. <laughs> we do you know want to look put together. Mm-hmm. I dye my hair and then I can't see it. Stuff like that. And um, I don't know, like brands just need to know that the purple pound is massive. Like it's billions and billions of working age adults have a disability and there's also their carers or their loved ones who also want to buy them a present. So yeah. dollar dollar cha-ching-ching. <laughs>
0: They're giving brands. an idea out there.
1: <laughs> Please hire us both. We're available. <laughs> I love it. But you know, you've got to put it out there. Like you've got to yeah. keep... I don't know, just keep swimming. That's what Dory says, isn't she? I'm finding Nemo. So. Oh, yeah, she does. She's got to keep swimming. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to
0: read your book. So Thanks, babe. That's Often your motto, you isn't it? Blind, not broken. Yeah. I love that. I yeah. think I can relate to that so much. And, you know, I think it's, it's true, like, you're not broken. I think that's what I'm trying to teach, you know, people out there with superpowers, like, you're not broken. Yeah. There's so many people out there that aren't confident, like we are. and yeah. Are so scared to embrace who they are. And I think yeah. it upsets me because it's just like, I don't want them to be like that. I want them to be like, you know, you can achieve that you want to achieve. You yeah. put your mind to it, it'll never stop you. Mm. Like, if anything, it's gonna, if the more you embrace it, the more that. The thing is it does take time though, because for me, I wasn't confident either like you know, you were. Like mm-hmm. it took me ages to even mm-hmm. be open up and to even talk about it. And I think mm-hmm. self-love and building that confidence is a day-by-day thing. It's not it doesn't come to you straight away, you know. Not at all. You have to go through the hard times. And that's how you get stronger and that's how you get, you know, that little bit of confidence. Like I say all the time, you know, for example, I wear your hair up for like ten minutes in a day. Then the next day, do 20 minutes. It's all about, you know, setting yourself goals. Yeah. And I think that's how you get that confidence.
1: I love this. I'm like smiling from ear to ear. I'm like, oh my gosh, you (laughs) preach it. I'm totally the same. Like, you just have to do tiny little things. It is about mental health at the start. You know, if you're suddenly going through sight loss or like understanding yourself after, you know, having a long term disability and you're suddenly in a new environment and you want to kind of hide away. It's like... I don't know. I used to say to myself every morning, like five things that are nice about myself. I didn't believe them. And I was was like, fake it till you make it. (laughs) And people always say, say it in the mirror. I was like, I said it to myself. Can't say it in the mirror. But you know, we work, (laughs) we move. And, you know, I used to say you're pretty, you're lovely because a lot of the time we kind of put ourselves down in our head. And I think that's the environment that we're like then trapped in. Like Mm -hmm. our head is you know us isn't it and we're in this vessel we're big meat yeah we're <laughs> big blocks of <laughs> meat so we need to like understand that we can change our brain chemistry but it's yeah as you said it's going to take years and years and years and I think the first time that I actually felt like I was okay is when I held onto guide dog Olga's harness for the first time and I got a loaf of bread and I just was like oh my god I feel normal again you wow. know just little things really that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, that,
0: so would you say when you got your guide dog, that's kind of when you really started to, you know, get that
1: confidence in yourself? Totally, totally. I think that was the one standout moment that I was like, I am so scared to do this. I know I've had weeks of training with my mobility officer and Olga is trained, but I am so scared to just go out on my own. But I think the more you do it, the more... Like, you just feel liberated. You just mm-hmm. feel so on top of the world when you've done something for yourself, when you've been in bed for so many, like, months. Not going to lie, a year probably for me with tubs of ice cream. And... um you know I I don't know like I was just proving to myself every day even though I was just going to the local shop and it was like a 10 minute walk I was like well yeah I can do it and then I'd get in a taxi and then I got into law school and then you know it just bit by bit you kind of like then are in control of your own destiny after that Mm -hmm. did you find that like when was your like standout moment of right this is me I mean
0: um, this is actually my biggest one. I went to a dance class and so my cochrane plant used to fall out. I'm a dancer. So I used to fall out when I dance and I used to storm off, get angry, yeah. get upset with myself. And there's this one time I did my best friend's. he's a choreographer and he taught a class in full of like hundreds of people. Then at the end you do it in little groups, you dance out in groups and my cochrane plant fell out halfway through. And I carried on. I was still in time with the music. I still was dancing. I was smiling. And that moment clicked for me. And it was that click of, like, I'm unstoppable. Yeah. Like, And I think that from that moment was kind of, like, I started to open my wings and just fly. Oh, and I love that. I think, you know, you do have that kind of stand-up moment of, like, oh, my God,
1: like, this is amazing. Oh, my God, yeah, same. I, I think it's that mo- Don't you think it's the moment when you just you're not defined by your disability anymore. You're not, like, Blind Lucy or mm-hmm. Deaf Tasha. I think, you like, I absolutely love that label about of being blind. Like, I love if someone calls me Blind Lucy. But I think, for me, it's about completely having that self-acceptance from within and externally, not just faking it, about, like, yeah, like, I don't actually need to see it yeah. to be happy. And, you know, I'd always, like, try to squint or, like, have this, like, some sort of i i I always wanted to pretend that being sighted was the best but actually like black and white thinking is never very good Mm. (laughs) my psychologist will be proud of me um and there's always gray in life you know it's amazing being sighted but it's amazing being blind it's amazing being hearing but it's also amazing being deaf like there is no like black or white yes or no like we just all have different experiences just like it's amazing being a mom but it's also amazing not having any children like it's just someone's perspective of their own life and when like I had that epiphany I was like right I think mainly in the past like five years I don't know whether I think the like getting out of bed with the guide dog like that was the one moment for me but I also I think it was definitely gradual after that
0: yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, how you explained it then is so true. And I go by what you say as well. Don't let my deafness define me. It's not me. Like, I don't... Like, for example, I went on Love Island, all the press articles was first deaf Islander. And when I came came out, I came out (laughs) to all of this deaf Islander, Tasha, and I'm like, I'm not just a deaf, you know, I'm Tasha. You know, I've got a name and i hate being defined like that like mm-hmm. that's not who i am it doesn't define me and it's just like we we'll probably get the same as well like, oh it's god, just like yeah. <laughs> why are you defining me just by one thing my yeah. superpower it's like it's a part of me and mm-hmm. i love that part of me but yeah. it's not like
1: yeah I, oh my god i totally you know. agree it's like writing a headline like labrador owner wins island or like yeah like, literally, you know I mean? like, literally like that. <laughs> Pregnant lady. It's like, hello. Like, we all have stereotypes. Like I'm going to be blind and pregnant one day. (gasps) Shocker. What will you write as the headline then? You know, it's all (laughs) like the late Stella Young always says, like, this is called she coined the term inspiration porn and this is what this is like Mm. people need to get in the bin they need to think of more original headlines and like you know if they stopped writing all of these headlines this is why I went into journalism if you stop writing all of these like clickbait headlines about like what we are or what you know or what people think that we are yeah I think honestly like people would genuinely see us as like quote-unquote normal people I mean we've already explained like what is normal yeah I yeah I get you oh my god yeah, preach it, it! Yeah, I was just like, great. <laughs> oh yeah, like- first blind radio 1%. It's like, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love that that is the case and I love this representation, but also like, yeah, also just make sure that all technology is like accessible and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just, just have standard practices that like in 2020, whatever, I think it was like 19 that I did it. Like, why was that new? Like, we just need to challenge that. Yeah. It's great that it was and it's great that it happened and I'm really thankful, but I think it's like, when is the time that we transition from being thankful that we get these job roles and it just be the norm?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. very true. That, yeah. that is actually so true. And I think, you know, I was saying, like, like, we're thankful, but at the same time we really shouldn't be thankful because mm-hmm. it's like, well, anyone can, you know, have this job. Like, why does us having a job is, like, mm-hmm. seen as such a big thing? And yes. it's like, me going on the show, mm. like, obviously I wanted to go on for representation and all these kind of things, and I think... Yeah, coming out to seeing another's this headline, I was a bit like, okay, we've still got a long way to go in terms yeah. of, like, education. and But with us, you know, with followings and stuff, like that's what yeah. we're here to do. Like, we have to, uh, you know, explain mm. to people. And, like, you know, sometimes people, I don't, you might literally get the same as well. And someone says, to me, I get quite a lot, oh, you don't look deaf. Oh, God,
1: yeah. And all like, the time. You don't look blind. <laughs> or there's, there's someone who says you don't look blind and then another comment below, like, oh, your eye's really wonky. I'm like, yeah, babe. <laughs> I can't but people it. actually say that <laughs> yeah yeah wow. oh my god there's so many there's people telling me to die in all of my spam comments like because <gasps> I can't like it's wonky it's so weird but it's so like is it weird that it doesn't affect me that like, it just doesn't like it bounces mm. off I'm just like yeah think we want like i love my eye i'm going to keep it wonky to to keep irritating you (laughs) exactly the
0: jokes on them because i think it's more trolls have insecurities and that's why they you know pull it onto us because i'll never understand how someone could just go on the keyboard and type in die or Mm. i hate your voice or 1k or whatever but you have to read deep and be like you know, we're not going to stoop to that level. You know, we keep our head held high. Mm -hmm. We keep fighting for our community. And, you know, we have a voice and we are Mm -hmm. going to use our voice. And people may try and bring us down, but it's all about being like, you know what? You do you, but we're going to do
1: us. Exactly. And Tash, honestly, like, I know that we see those headlines, Hmm. that, you know, deaf or blind woman does X. It's just, if we weren't here, like the person who wants a similar job to us in like 10 15 20 years time and they're aspiring to do it like hopefully they won't have that headline so i don't know we're doing yeah. something good <laughs> that is crazy oh yeah. my god i
0: never thought of it like yeah,
1: that it's cool wow I just, you're putting yourself in kind of like a new position but hopefully one day because of you it won't be that new yeah So that's cool you're yeah, amazing
0: <laughs> no honestly you're just i could talk to you for hours <laughs> can we stay here all day yeah literally and just chat
1: <laughs> i need a new cover. it's cool <laughs> so
0: i just want to ask like what's the best advice you can give to someone right now that you know maybe going through a similar thing that
1: you are yeah like what's the best advice you could give the best advice is take every day as it comes mm. um just sit down and understand that your mental health right now might not be in the best state or you might not have the best frame of mind but I promise you if you write down like small little goals every day bit by bit like it will get better and I I remember like when I was really really poorly I used to say like it'll be better in when I do this or xyz try not to like you know think of the future too much like try and stay in the now even though it's painful talk to your loved ones and do small achievable goals like try not to plan too much in advance just say in two weeks I will be able to do x walk down my road independently or you know at the end of the day when we have a disability and we're like rehabilitating because that's what we're doing we're surviving we're not thriving we only thrive when we've learned all of the skills to you know be confident again and just know that you will thrive one day again.
0: Wow. You're getting me emotional again, <laughs> honestly. Like, Excellent. I just can't. Even I needed to hear that sometimes. Yeah, totally. And I
1: think, yeah, totally. you
0: know, even in our positions, we do have our down days. Yeah, and I think, 110%. you know, that's such great advice is mm-hmm. patience is key as well. Like, don't be hard on yourself. And yeah. it's all about, it's a journey, of mm-hmm. course. But I go by the saying, you know, life's a client, but the view is great.
1: Yeah. You know, oh, I you love that.
0: Climb that mountain. And when you get to the top, like the view is amazing. It's that feeling mm. of like, I did it. Like yeah. I went through everything. Like you said, those goals. Like when yeah. you achieve that one little goal, you're it's gonna spiral. F- yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. 100%. Totally. I love it as well. Like I just think like if we don't have those down days, I believe that we wouldn't experience happiness in the depth that I do anyway I I definitely don't think so and I think you know no one can be happy every single day and I'll, I'll be honest like I am on antidepressants some months like now and then not on antidepressants other months and that is okay because it's medicine and sometimes you will just need to check in with yourself I'm proud that I understand my body so much that I can go to the doctor and ask for help and I think ultimately it's about like checking in with yourself all the time you know i'm 10 years blind but i might you know have little roadblocks in my way like things that will come up and i think oh i wish i could see that because i'm only human but most of the time most of the days that I wake up I think oh being blind isn't actually that bad and I'm actually quite cool you know yeah (laughs) no I love that you are cool (laughs) thanks babe so are you (laughs) can I have an audio description of your outfit oh
0: of course so um oh gosh how do I explain this I'm wearing a cream top and it's like a tartan back and it's got a cut out at the front and it's backless it. at the back. It's got, like, a silver ring. Cute. And I'm wearing, like, grey silvery cargos. No, love it. Nice. Kind of, like, Y2K vibes with some Nike dunks. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's, like, the vibe. I've got, kind of like, kind of cool vibes today. No. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> so I've got one final question I want to ask you. So this is kind of, like, the final yeah. moment. So I just want to ask you, like, I know what your superpower is, but I want to ask you, what would you define as your superpower? Oh, my gosh.
1: I feel like, because a lot of the world, like, 55% of our communication is visual, Mm. I would say, like, knowing a warm person. Like, knowing, like, really understanding someone's soul and heart from a few combos. Like, I feel like I know you deeper, talking to you now, Tash, than... And I don't feel like I need to see you, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, what's that? Like, reading voices is my superpower? Yeah.
0: No, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: that's it. a good... That's a, Yeah, reading voices, I yeah. like that.
0: I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's I cool. Like, honestly, Lucy, thank you so much for coming on today and i've like i feel so inspired talking to you and it's nice like we, we've got different communities but we still can relate on so many different levels and i love that and you. keep doing what you're doing because you're honestly breaking boundaries you're breaking down the stigma stereotypes and that's what it's about and yeah honestly thank you so much thanks so much for having me gorge
1: thank speak you. to you soon <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed and took something useful from this episode. Don't forget to follow Superpowers with Tasha on your favorite podcast platform. And together, let's make our world a more inclusive and accepting place. See you next time.